This 4th of July, as we go about our activities with family and friends, we should all take some time to reflect upon the true significance of the holiday. Yes, it's a celebration of our country's declaration of independence from Great Britain, but it is much more than that. It's a celebration of an idea that was revolutionary then and unfortunately is still considered revolutionary by many today. The Declaration of Independence boldly states, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and institute a new government. This revolutionary declaration is the foundation of American political thought and has inspired millions around the world for the 235 years since Thomas Jefferson wrote it. The common view at the time was that rights were granted by the government to the people. Instead, Jefferson declared there is a higher law, unalienable rights, that every human has by their mere existence. Government only has those powers granted to it by the people to protect these natural rights. Unfortunately today, it seems that many have rejected Jefferson's declaration and have returned to the antiquated idea of government supremacy. They define patriotism as supporting the government. Most disheartening of all are the discussions about the Constitution. Political commentators, major party politicians, and Supreme Court nominees talk about our constitutional rights as if the government were granting us our rights through the Constitution. Nothing could be farther from the truth. In the Constitution, the Founders again made it abundantly clear that all power comes from the people. The Constitution is a document where people have granted the government certain limited powers. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. Benjamin Franklin said, They that can give up essential liberty to obtain a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. The author of this thoughtful, powerfully written piece, Mr. Jim Ronstadt, suggests that we take a moment this 4th of July from our celebrations that we might reflect on the Founder's vision for America and how, if I might add, we ever let it get so far astray.
Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Hi, from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast and the oldest, actually, Anthony, in the nation. Welcome to it. We've been doing this a long time, uh, 476 shows. 476 weeks. That's Wait, I'm going to use new math. 476 <laughs> divided by 52 <laughs> is nine years yes. and 15 weeks. Yes, it is. Holy shoot. <laughs> So a a very important announcement, a gun for hire alumni and radio listener who unfortunately is having surgery, uh, Chris James wins the internet. Uh, And because, you know, we've been looking for a new name for the quarantine crawl. Yeah. He says we should keep it the quarantine crawl to help remind everybody why it started and hopefully never let it happen again. You know, I like that idea a lot. Chris James... Recover. We're going to have you on the show. It stays the quarantine crawl. We're not going to change anything else. Thank all of you for your input. We got like hundreds of suggestions. Many of them were duplicates, you know, freedom crawl, unity crawl, but, you know, it, it, all good stuff, you know. Uh, I, I love it. Everybody had great ideas, but why didn't any of you other dummies and me think of keeping it the quarantine crawl? Right? Yeah, really good. It was yeah. right in front of our face. So it's going to stay the quarantine crawl. And Chris James, recover well. Get your butt down here. Now, I posted something the other day that caught a lot of uh, um, input. I wrote, I had an epiphany tonight. My time is very valuable, and I spend way too much time fighting for our rights and almost as much time fighting with people I am fighting for. You are- <laughs> You are all oh. going to miss this mofo when I'm gone. Okay? And the reason I wrote that is I am tired of the, what has the NRA done? I had somebody message me, it's because of people like you, we don't have concealed carry in New Jersey. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, the the amount of time, listen, everybody has to remember, I was a Where's second Where's the logic mem- behind that? I'm just I, I, I don't know. It's just internet trolls. I was I was a Second Amendment advocate many many years before I was a gun ring owner. <laughs> yeah, for damn sure. And Florio I, free in '93. And so everybody out there who's listening, think about this for a second. Name more than ten people uh, who were involved in a Second Amendment fight who take the tip of the spear, like me, Mark Cheeseman, Jay Factor, Scott Bach, Dan Schmutter. Uh, Evan Knappen, and a bunch of other people on the internet. Tony Simon, obviously. Uh, CNJFO, NJ2AS. Think about, other than that, shut up, all of you. So my new thing is now, when someone sends me something, I'm going to ask, are you a member of of these four organizations? Right. You know, because obviously you're not educated on what has been going on for the past 20, 30, 40 years in this state with the people that have been fighting just to hold the line and and get a small victory out there. So, yeah, I, I hit this, I hit this uh, you know, mental low once in a while where like, I just want to say F it and like sell everything and leave. And then you'll see what will happen when I when I leave that vacuum. OK, right. Uh, there's not many people out there as vocal as me taking his chances as me. So now let's talk about this, Sandy. So we're open with 25% restrictions. 25% mm. capacity is 67 people. 
I'm down a lot of people. Uh, so we're basically like in a soft opening mode uh, because people don't want to come back to work because they're getting more money. Also, family members might have tested for COVID and they have to quarantine or so. John Warnock, I just want to give a, 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 a condolences. His mom in her 60s succumbed to COVID uh, two days before we were scheduled to reopen. And, uh, you know, my condolences to you and your family, John. John is one of my guys here, retired sheriff's officer, ranger officer, great guy. But so... Some of the restrictions are that you have to wear masks. So we also put a post, when you're in the port shooting, you can take your mask off. When you step out, you know, because we don't want people passing out or their eyeglasses fogging up. Yeah. And our air handler system is hitting you from behind and pushing the air forward. And you're quarantined in your own port with dividers. Yeah, right. right. Which are bulletproof and probably COVID proof, right? So right away I get people, oh, you bent the knee, you're making people wear masks, blah, 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 blah. 16 weeks I've been closed, 70 employees. I sold assets to stay in business. I got the approval finally from the Crown to open up, and I need to start making money to stay alive so I can keep fighting for our Second Amendment rights. Give me a list of all the other gun ranges that are fighting for your Second Amendment rights in New Jersey. Up mm. oh, there it is. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, well, I got these trolls attacking me that I gave in and I bent the knee, blah, 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 okay? B.S., I say. B.S. Since so. when did wearing a mask become a political statement or protecting the spread of a disease become a political statement? I'm just trying to figure this out here. You tell me. The point is... Bottom line, a mask is not going to prevent you from getting the disease, especially the way it's worn and the type of paper crappy masks that everybody's using, but it does help mitigate your ability to infect others with the disease. And for those of you misguided individuals who think that it's some sort of political statement to wear a mask, I pose this question to you. If suppose today you had to have open heart surgery, would you insist that your surgeon and the rest of the operating team did not wear a mask? <laughs> so uh, this is, the, I just want to open up. I want to start generating income. I want to have people coming in here to shoot. I, I, I want, there's so many new shooters. Listen, our first steps, our basic pistol class is sold out for uh, July and August already. We're having a meeting this afternoon to add more classes, okay? We're completely sold out. We have like 80 people waiting in the wings to take classes. New shooters, okay? New, new shooters. So the hell with you all. The hell with you all. <laughs> you know, let's, let's, let's do something positive. I've quarantined crawled 165 businesses in 16 weeks. Wow. Did you hear that? Wow. 165 businesses now in 16 weeks. But you're really doing nothing. And it's yeah, people yeah. like you that we don't have. So so Tracy had to go to work in the city, Ooh. downtown Tribeca. So her and I took a ride. I connected with Marty All after right. she had her meeting. So listen to this. We go to Marty's V-Burger. We eat like pigs. We shoot a video. <laughs> he was gracious as ever. He gave me this vegan brownie and this vegan black and white cookie that uh, were deadly, by the way. Oh, vegan and, black and white cookies. Uh, and he makes, a, he makes a, uh, a rendition of a Big Mac that is better than any Big Mac I've ever had. It, you wouldn't even know it's vegan. 
it's his burger, his, you know, his, his proprietary recipe. And Tracy had his wingers, which are like, you know, uh, uh, chicken wings, vegan chicken wings, which she said were deadly. Uh, so I get home, I go to post the video. The video's corrupt. No way. Yeah. Well, there's a silver lining, as Marty says. I have to go back. <laughs> The hell with it. Uh, his business obviously is hurting. His tables had to be closed. He's dealing with all takeout and delivery and everything. Yeah. And half the people in New York aren't in New York anymore. You know, they're all quarantined or well, whatever. They're all at the Jersey Shore. Yeah. So please check out Marty's <laughs> V-Burger. Uh, it was it was delicious. Uh, again, I'm just glad I got to stop and, and, and be with him. Has and, it got and... any outside tables or... No, no, mm. it's really hard for him right yeah. there, the the corner he's on. Wow. Uh, but but he is a beautiful, beautiful uh, guy, and I just oh, and he got to meet guy. Tracy for the first time, and uh, so we all had it. We all had a great time. Um, uh, you know, uh, I feel so, so bad for him. I, I mean, how many years has this poor guy been trying to get this place open, and the problems that the city of New York gave him? Yep. The Permitting and the construction and the power oh lines, God, the, the sewage oh. lines and everything, and then boom, this hit. Yeah. Oh. So the the crawl has exponentially blown up, and like I said, Matt is working on a page. It's going to be a directory. It's going to have an interactive map with hyperlinks. All the videos I've shot are going to be on it, and then beneath it, all of the businesses sorted by category. Uh, with a hyperlink to that business. So what we're basically doing is creating a 2A directory. So when someone says to me, uh, do you know a good doctor? I just send them the link, and then you can look underneath, mental health professionals, mm. right? We got two of them now, Pirelli and, and uh, Dr. Uh, oh, my God, Optoff in, uh, in Westwood. Uh, so we got a bunch of gyms. We got restaurants. We got, you know, everything. And it just keeps growing. I keep getting emails every day. It's like, hey, I shoot at your range, and I want to, uh, uh, can you come and up and crawl my business? So uh, I'm going to do it. So, again, I've done something. We've been talking about this for years. I was never able to do it because I didn't have the time. So I took advantage of the 16 weeks, and I crawled so far 165 businesses. Now that I'm back full time, I'll probably only be doing a few a week as opposed to a few a day. Uh, but it's it's just a wonderful thing. I'm so glad I got to do it uh, for the Second Amendment community. And again, Chris James, you're the man. The Unity Crawl. Uh, so let's talk about a couple of things. John Petrolino's book is blowing up on Amazon, Decoding Firearms. Good. I've referred a ton of people to it, all of these new shooters. I send them the link on how to get a gun permit, and I also send them the Amazon link and tell them they should buy that book. Excellent book. So... Uh, so, yeah, it's really good. So here we have really bad news with the emperor of New Jersey again. Last Friday, he announced that indoor dining can open up at 25% capacity. And on his Monday's press conference, he told everybody that he retracted it because one or two bars in New Jersey were knuckleheads and had too many people outside. Photos were posted on the Internet. And uh, he's seen spikes go up in some other states. So to prevent that, he pulled back infuriating restaurants that bought thousands of dollars worth of food inventory oh, sure. and got prepared for the opening. They got and their so staff. They, they, get their, they spent money they did not have to buy food. That uh, is not going to last. So he announced on Monday that that Thursday, giving them three days, two and a half days notice, they could not reopen. Uh, it's really horrible because, again, you can be in a tent outside with four walls covering it 
uh, and that's safe. But to be inside of a restaurant with ventilation at twenty five percent capacity is not safe. Oh. So uh, it's a, it's a shame. He's crushing them. So again, my executive order: the range is opening. Uh, obviously, we're going to have a members line and non-members line. We're going to have somebody at the front door once we reach sixty-seven capacity. We put signs up everywhere. We have acrylic up everywhere. I'm being extra cautious because all I need is somebody to post a picture of two or three people congregating. It'll get to the governor or the attorney general or the state police, and he will shut all ranges down. So I'm hoping all the other indoor ranges follow the same protocols and watch their back out there. Uh, I can only speak for myself, obviously, but a lot of my staff, you know, we're short staff, so we're probably going to be trimming our hours for a couple of weeks. <clears throat> our months are well. This weekend, we have normal hours for Fourth of July weekend, but we probably have to trim it down because of, uh, you know, I have uh, I have situations here that I have to uh, that I have to address. Yeah. Uh, so let me tell you something. Uh, I'm still reeling over the Supreme Court, you know, uh, with Roberts and his decisions now as a liberal activist judge uh, kneeling to the rage mob. Uh, it's not going to get any better. No. Uh, so we have to just keep doing what we're doing. Uh, New Jersey is uh, just prepared a three-month budget, and uh, they passed a $7.7 billion stopgap budget, and they're going to be bonding and borrowing and et cetera, et cetera, because Murphy refuses to open the state. Borrowing any... from who? Who's going to lend the state of New Jersey any money? What, the Fed? He's looking for the federal government to lend him the money since they won't give him the uh, money. They don't have it. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And So we're really in a precarious position here. And... Uh, it's going to be tough for everybody. Get used to it because probably in September, we're going to see a lot of taxes and tolls and gas taxes and everything go up. They're going to crush us as much as we possibly and can be you're crushed. Going to, you're going to see uh, an exponential spike in, in the fall. You know, another scam. Uh, he's furloughing state workers and pausing raises oh, to yeah. save New Jersey. Wait, you ready? $100 million. Yeah. We're $7.7 billion. <laughs> in debt okay and it's yeah. state workers are going to be shielded from layoffs for the end of 2021 and they're going to pause their planned two percent increase okay oh. well that's 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 great that'll help yes <laughs> all right uh they were supposed to get two percent in 2021 and 22 the salary bumps will be uh, two of the three salary bumps will be postponed, with the workers only uh, instead seeing three two percent increases in in a span. So by the end of the contract, they will get all the money they promised. Of it's course. just going to be pushed out right. longer. Yeah. Okay, and as part of the deal, workers are required to take up to twelve furlough days, including ten before the end of July. Twelve paid the, furlough days. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so where's the uh, savings? In no, there? no, it's not paid. I'm sorry. Oh. Take twelve furlough days, including ten before the end of July, when the federal government six hundred dollar supplemental to state employee benefits so so they have to collect unemployment for 12 days and get this six hundred dollar supplemental yeah. this is what they this is what they've come up with yeah that's a, okay that's a, so the, the state workers are chipping in a hundred bucks a hundred million <laughs> and we're 7.7 .7 billion in debt <laughs> you can't uh, make this shit up oh get out of Gamora while we can 
I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse, and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise, and although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day, she was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. Are we back? We are. Okay, so I get, this is, uh, I'll do letters later about my uh, stuff. But uh, this is really, really good. Uh, CNJFO got together, uh, Teresa and everybody else. And so the Coalition of New Jersey Firearms Owners, the Association of Rifle and Pistol Clubs, Anthony Calandro, Gun for Hire Woodland Park Range, Tony Simon, founder of the Second Is For Everyone, and the women of the D.C. Project New Jersey State Delegation sent a letter to Gruel, Callahan, and uh, Murphy, as well as all 243 or so legislators uh, and judges. And they wrote uh, regarding systemic infringements on gun rights in New Jersey. This is, this is phenomenal. Uh, will it go anywhere? I don't know, but we're warning them for future lawsuits. So we, we, they wrote, and I supported this, New Jersey firearms owners are united in one voice as we request reform in how police departments and the New Jersey State Police handle and process firearms permitting in New Jersey. The Second Amendment community has been a longtime supporter of law enforcement personnel who protect and serve our state. However, applicants for firearms purchase ID cards, permits to purchase handguns, and applications for permits to carry encounter a system wrought with delays, denials, and absolute no accountability. These systemic delays are infringements and violate the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution. Defunding police will inevitably result in police force reductions, which will result in services being even more strained. This includes permitting. Moreover, moreover, reducing policing will result in an increase in crime and reduced response times. Thus, we will continue to see an increase in gun ownership as record numbers of new people seek to protect themselves. So this is what we're requesting. 
Number one, police departments and the state police, the firearms unit, county adjusters, and private contractors be retrained or reformed as necessary to ensure that applications for FID cards and permits to purchase a handgun are timely processed and meeting the 30-day time frame required under 2C58-3. Okay. The second one, I love this one, remove qualified immunity for police departments, officers, and municipalities where there is a delay in permitting beyond 30 days processing time frame, okay? Like the case of Carol Bound, who was waiting for a gun permit when her boyfriend stabbed her to death in her driveway. Yeah. So remove qualified immunity. You're not protected if you're not following the law for this, police officers, departments, and state police. Remove the state police as a point of contact under the NICS background check system, which we know all the time it's illegal because 49 states have federal NICS. New Jersey charges an illegal $15, and they're the gatekeeper for NICS, which has limited hours, no state holidays, and it delays, delays, delays the approvals. Yes, yes. So – Our rights to self-defense and preservation of life is a human right, and it shall not be taken by any other individual or government. We will no longer be complicit in the degradation and diminution of our own rights. The Second Amendment community is a diverse one, crossing all facets of humanity, notwithstanding color, gender, politics, religion, or any other identity. We are the diverse community who attends hearings and testifies, files litigation, submits to background checks in every stage of the process. We are the law-abiding, the ones who refuse to be victims, the ones who refuse to be strong-armed out of their safety, security of persons and property. We request reforms of the systemic infringement to end the qualified immunity for permission violations and accountability of government in this process in liberty all of us organizations got together and did this i put my name on it i'm going to be quite honest i just put my name on it (laughs) uh i didn't write it i supported it i didn't even have any changes okay i wanted my name first on the list no i'm kidding uh but (laughs) god bless cnjfo for doing uh yeoman's work to get this out there will will it do anything i don't know but it gives us some standing that they've been warned and maybe for some lawsuits that are you know be coming up in the future because i know mark cheeseman j factor anjrpc and nra are plotting and planning ahead right now with a bunch of stuff so we'll we'll see what happens but you know uh all I can tell you is discuss level from the from the federal and state level. Um, I'm screwed. You know, we're all screwed here. So we we just got to do the best we can. What made me feel good? Remember, I was telling telling you I was going to Ish Abbasi's dad's place, Alibaba. Yeah. Well, I met Ish there Friday, and we ate like friggin' pigs, and I got to meet his cool dad, Abe. He's right on Washington Street in Hoboken, which is a beautiful area. And you sent me photos of the food. Oh, my God, Sandy. (laughs) The falafel, the falafel's small, very tasty. So I sent the same pictures to Tracy. Guess where we had lunch Sunday? Oh, you went back? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a fat bastard. (laughs) I went back. Abe was there. He tried not to charge me. I told him if he... Did not charge me. I was going to give him a one-star review on every social media platform. <laughs> so he had to charge me. It was a beautiful day, Sunday. We got there around 3 o'clock. He's got nice tables outside, obviously. And we sat down, and we had that vegetarian sampler plate again with the falafel. And oh, my, oh my God. Anyway, and, and I had the kofta, which is the lamb kebabs. And uh, Tracy had uh, uh, a chicken thing, Middle Eastern thing, Palestinian thing, whatever it may be. 
and uh, just great people sitting around chatting and everything. So we really had a great time. This is one of the my life's pleasures of the crawl is getting out of my environment and meeting people in their environment. Yeah. So when I met Ish there on Friday, it's right next door to Amanda's, which is a very pop famous restaurant. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've eaten in this Palestinian restaurant before. <laughs> I've eaten. I've eaten at Alibaba. I just didn't put two and two together, you know. And uh, his father has been there 38 years, Oh, Sandy. my God. Seven days a week, 38 years. Wow. Okay? Salt of the earth type guy. And uh, uh, I just had a great time. Again, I've been hitting all of these restaurants and gyms and everything. Uh, you know, I, I know I'm talking in circles a little bit, but it's been really cool. Shout out to Rich Nerings. Just bought a gold membership online. I just got the email. Hey, Rich. Rich. Richie and his wife, Kim, are really, really great, great people. Absolutely. Uh, my insiders told me that uh, gyms will be the last to open, maybe even October, okay? Oh, uh, yeah, because... Just in uh, time. He's, just yeah, for, in time well, for because the, 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 the winter's over. <laughs> yes. How ridiculous. So, yeah, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so uh, it's, it's interesting that, um, you know... Uh, People are just uh, killing me across the board, and I, I need a vacation for like 10 years, Sandy. Oh, I know. It's... I, I, I really do. Uh, by the way, we have a, a new training director, uh, Tony Arena, a.k.a. Bones. Great guy, Tony. Uh, Tony's been with us for about five or six years teaching urban classes, the 1,500-yard class, handcuffed baton and mace and some private classes. So he's in charge of urban training Revolver, now. The... Yeah, Yeah, Urban Revolver, him and Bobby uh, are uh, good men. His email is Tony at gunforhire.com. He's handling everything. We're getting inundated with CCW classes. Everybody wants Utah, Florida, Virginia, and all the other classes. Please be patient with this 25% capacity thing. We wanted to cater to the beginner shooters first, so we filled up with basic pistol, rifle, and shotgun classes. And now we're uh, we're going to start scheduling those classes uh, for August. Uh, one, one class a month at Cherry Ridge, like we always do, and two classes a month at Gun for Hire during the week. Uh, also, uh, we'll be offering NRA instructor classes in the fall. And my man, Chuck Leonard from Pennsylvania, who we became TCs together 100 years ago, he is going to be teaching the NRA instructor courses here in the fall. RSO, Chief Range Safety Officer, BIT, Rifle, Pistol, Shotgun, etc., etc. So that is uh, very encouraging, very exciting, having a meeting with Chuck in a week or two, and we're going to be uh, setting that all up. Our webpage, Sandy, How to Get a Gun. Mm. Permit in New York and New Jersey, gunforhire.com forward slash gun permit. Send it to all your friends, send it to all your family members. The f- beginning of the page is all the instructions for the New Jersey process. Beneath it is a link uh, for New Jersey TAC, uh, New York TAC um, Defense, which is Peter Tillum's company. Uh, everything listed there is how to do it in New York, the city and New York State. It is blown up wherever I have posted it. I'm on Instagram. We got over 800 people shared it. Wow. People were posting, oh, my neighbor would just ask me this and I didn't have the answer. My cousin wanted a gun. And then people are tagging other people in the posts saying, you know, uh, this is what you've been looking for. This is what you, you should be looking for. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, it's so a great, it's been, that's a great resource you put together. 
Correct. So, yeah, it took us a long time with the whole process and everything. So I'm feeling really, really good about it. So pass it on, gunforhire.com forward slash gun permit. It's as easy as as pie, okay? Which always pie we food. know is really easy. It's always, always food. food. It's always food. Paul Nolan, uh, still not doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in Kessler. And uh, per Carrie, his lovely wife, you know, from physical graffiti, tattoo, and piercing, uh, he still has no memory, no recollection. Hmm. Uh, what's his name is uh, Alexander Rubian, president of NJ2AS, is recovering quite nicely. Good. Uh, when he woke up, he had no memory that he was a vegan, so I brought him a Big Mac. <laughs> okay? That's the only thing he forgot. That's great. So I got him a Big Mac. He ate that. And uh, this week I'm bringing him some ribs. (laughs) And And a pulled pork platter. Exactly. Uh, Let's corrupt them. Exactly. So, <laughs> so he's uh, he's he's doing well. Unfortunately, Paul's not doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, you know he'll recover. I mean, he did break his neck, and uh, you know a lot going on. It's unfortunate his business got to open on the twenty second, and he was not allowed to open. He his wife opened, but he was not allowed to be there for the opening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, my God, it's been a long time. We're trying to work things out. So before I get into the learning segment later, I do have some letters. Uh, Let me see. Uh, Here we go. Letters. Good morning. I hope all is well by you. I am glad that you're finally ready to reopen. I can't wait to return to the range. Thanks again for the crawl. I took my family to the Lakeside Diner for dinner last night. Chris, the owner, is great. Great food, great price, great service. Thanks to the crawl, we have a new favorite diner. My wife, Lance, the plans to post a good review on facebook just like she did for my son's birthday cake from a little cake since i don't normally post online thank you for all you do mark fuzz ehead drapkin let me tell you something mark and m garcia are leading the crawl in following me okay okay they're following me and i love it and i got an email from bruce Acciabelli. him and his wife lovely pat are great I saw your Facebook post on your epiphany. I just wanted to say we need you. We are in support of you. Please know that many of us cannot participate in this fight as much as we would like due to life issues. Therefore, we depend on you and your dedicated lifelong efforts to lead the charge. Please do not be discouraged. You got this. Stay strong and please keep up the fight. We will prevail with you in the forefront. God bless you, my friend, and good luck with opening the range. So looking forward to seeing you. Your friend and brother, Bruce Acciabelli. Bruce, it's people like you that... Keep me going, okay? Uh, Steve Shorter from across the pond. Hey, Steve. Heard your last episode that you're opening again. That's great. I hope business picks up again and helps you recoup some of the losses you made thanks to the lockdown. Probably take two to three years to recoup, Stephen. Thank you. I'm waiting for word on my own range reopening for some well-deserved shooting. My friend recently brought a dueling tree. I love those. And I'm hoping that now that I've got a 22 AR, I can go to toe-to-toe with him in his own semi-auto. It's also good to hear that the fight back in New Jersey is going well. You can only keep fighting. If you fight, you may not win. But if you do not fight, you will always lose. Kind regards, Steve Shorter. Well, that's that's more words of encouragement that keep me going. And, And we need that, you know. So it's people like you. It's the haters that kill me all the time, obviously. 
<clears throat> By the way, uh, Peter Tilm's business is mytacdefense.com. If you mention Gun for Hire, you get 10% off your monthly fig. Also, uh, U.S. Law Shield is the only protection gun owners have in New Jersey. If you go on use U.S. Law Shield and use Gun for Hire in the uh, promo code, you'll also get a discount. Nice. So, and don't forget, Legal Blade has the most awesome app oh, now. Yeah, definitely, uh, it shows you everything. Yeah. Okay, it's Knife App, Knife Law App 2.0, Knife Laws in America. Download it now. Uh, don't ask me anybody ask me Knife Law questions anymore. I'm just sending them the link to the app. Yeah, just like great, I did yeah. the gun for hire gun permit, and just yeah. like we did the gun for hire slash crawl page, I'm out of it. Okay, <laughs> I'm out of it now. We're making pages for this. Here's all the information. Look it up yourself. Okay, because you got to see the stuff I deal with. I post online. We're opening July second, right? Yeah. Twelve till nine. First post. I see your meme says you're opening July second. Are you really opening July second? <laughs> Second one. Second one. I see your post says you're open 12 to 9. Silly question. Is that AM or PM? <laughs> oh, no, that's not a silly question. Uh, I'm not I'm not kidding. I'm I'm not kidding. This this that's just a thin slice of what I get on a, on a daily basis. And what happens is a lot of times you'll post a meme with two sentences of copy. Yeah. They don't read the copy. <laughs> okay, so I'll, what I'll usually do is I just use that finger point thing and point up. Read the post. <laughs> you know? Uh, read, the, read, 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 read the post, please. Read the post. Oh, and we wonder why. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes I want to bloat it up. Sometimes I want to bloat it up. So, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Having a meltdown there. <laughs> yes. Uh, please, 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 please. So, uh, anyway, what else is going on with you? How are you doing about this? Uh, how are you doing about this uh, whole COVID thing? Are you over it yet or no? Over what? Over the shock value and stuff. No. Why? Because it's just, it's, the stupidity reigns. You think we, 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 we should, do you think we should, you know, like, end this all now, or it's going to go on until November 8th? <laughs> I think, I, I, I could guarantee it's going to go on until November 8th, and, and then some. I, I, the world is coming apart at the seams, and... You know, you do see this, though, you know, I mean, you look back in his, history, anytime there is any type of pandemic of any kind, any type of plague, there's always the looting and the and the and the uh, social uh, unrest that comes of it, the pestilence and 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 uh, it just happens. It's, people just lose their shit. And, uh, you know, we're seeing that now. <laughs> you know, and the government's losing their shit. Yes. When we come back, we're going to talk about that St. Louis couple that was on the lawn of their mansion. Oh, yeah. I want to hear you. <laughs> For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. 
When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra-wide ports so two people can stand side-by-side side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well-lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well-lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, Building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. With the news, events, and political shenanigans impacting your freedom, you're listening to Gun For Hire Radio, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. We back? Here we are. So I have some of my own opinions about this St. Louis couple that went viral. And, and, and now we're back to CNJFO. And uh, Rosie wrote a great analysis. So... Uh, Excuse me, I had a burp. Uh, so, here's the deal. We know a lot of people just buy guns, and they never use them. I have people now taking lessons that bought their guns during Hurricane Sandy Ooh. and never shot them or used uh. them. And now they're coming to take lessons because of everything that's going on with the protesting and the rioting and the COVID, blah, 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 blah. So, you need a the rifle first thing, for COVID. Yeah, the first thing people made fun of online was—I mean, let's let's face it—the protesters broke a gate and entered private property. This is a rich, rich neighborhood, yep. right? And everybody's saying they're Democrats. They're, they're, I don't care what their political affiliation is. If my wife and I are having dinner, and 
uh, if we're having dinner and people break a gate to our private property, we're probably going to take up arms and stand in the front of the house. Now, people are, were making fun about what they were wearing. If you're eating dinner, you're not prepared. Right. For any type of invasion. Right. If it was nighttime, they'd be making fun because he's wearing his silk jammies. Right. Well, you know, I mean, in urban classes, this is what you teach, right? You, you just don't know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. Correct. Th th no one Correct. calls you up and says, oh, by the way, uh, I, I represent the mob that's coming to tear down your gate and storm your home. We'll exactly. be there at about 9 o'clock, depending upon traffic, you know. Exactly. So... You can't make fun of that. Now, can you make fun of the way they were holding their guns? His wife had a Walther PPK. She had her finger in the trigger the whole time, and she's waving it towards the crowd with her elbow bent. Not in position, Sewell, not at a low ready or anything. I understand she was trying to use the brandishing to, to scare them. What if somebody blew a firecracker up? What if somebody yep. slammed something and she had a sympathetic muscle reflex, yep. squeezed the trigger, and shot one of the protesters? <laughs> what would have happened then okay so this is me giving my mixed input on this we can't make fun of their clothes we can't make fun of their equipment you know people have guns throughout their house or locked in a bedroom or whatever they saw the shit at the fan they went and grabbed whatever they wanted did he have time to put a tack vest on soft body armor bdus <laughs> you know m65 field jackets so we can oh. look like robert de niro from taxi oh, driver so no Oh, why you got to put on BD? What What is wrong with people? <laughs> <laughs> so, let me. I want to read Rosie's from. And if you don't belong to CNJFO, you really should. CNJFO.com. The commentary and stuff that these guys write is phenomenal. I can't write like this, right? So, Rosie wrote What has the St. Louis incident taught us all? The art of brandishing will save your life. You've seen the news and are cognizant of current events. Hundreds of protesters storm onto your property as mob mentality rules. They've trashed a fence gate. Some may be carrying weapons. Do you meet the threat and de-escalate the situation with obvious bravado and a Clint Eastwood go-ahead-make-my-day sweep of the crowd? Or do you find a safe place to hide where they can't see you or hear you so then they feel unchallenged and empower and commence to destroy your property or worse? This incident is what the Second Amendment is all about. I second that emotion on the second. It's a also a testament to the art of brandishing firearms to de-escalate. Not a shot was fired. Everybody kept their, in brackets, social distance. <laughs> okay. Did the couple do everything by the book safety-wise? No. They're not us, gun people. Sweeping each other with lack of muscle awareness is a thing here, and some of the video is hard for 2A people to watch. At the end of the day, though, you have to look at the results. The 2A community as a whole is a great bunch of awesome people. There's some douches. This incident unfortunately brought out some really juvenile comments and criticisms right down to the designer clothes they were wearing. We suppose if they had tactical outfits and looked more like cops, the trespassing mob would have somehow felt more afraid and left ASAP? Question mark. The fact of the matter is the bravado itself is what de-escalated the mob. Nobody wanted to be the first miscreant to catch one of their bullets. And that's how the forgotten art of brandishing works. At its very roots, it's the original form of psychological warfare. Okay? The miscreant mind says... Is what I'm about to do worth catching a bullet for? 
Today's firearm instructors teach how to run and hide in a safe room, grab your gun and a phone, and wait for the homeowners to pour you a Molotov cocktail and burn you <laughs> out. This couple of means chose to take a stand and by doing so has taught the world a lesson, especially those willing to grasp it instead of sharing a meme. All right. We interviewed Charlie Cook from Riding Shotgun with uh, Charlie, a firearms instructor and podcaster that has interviewed many a mover and shaker in the firearms industry. Okay. Uh, and, and Tony Simon summed it up a few years ago. You've got a lawnmower, but you're not into the lawnmower lifestyle. These people are gun owners, but they're not into the gun owner lifestyle. They don't have the training, clothes, gear, or assortment of hardware that we have. They don't watch our YouTube channels or listen to our podcast. Cook at it. When we all gang up on these people and bash them for their poor training and handling, I assume the anti-gun folks see this, recognizes this, and will start to push for mandatory minimum training, certain scores on qualifying targets for concealed carry, and anything else to get the government more involved and have less people meet the BS training requirements that they enforce. So less people can own guns, and it becomes more restrictive. Honestly, they're probably like the 2.5 million new gun owners we've gotten in the last few months. They bought a gun, learned a litter, little, and thought they'd be okay. Did you see their house? What would have ever? Who would have ever thought protesters would have made it there? The two-way community can't be for concealed carry, then turn around and hassle someone for not taking a training course. They may have taken enough training for the state to allow them to own and carry firearms. However, they successfully used a couple of firearms to defend their homes and their lives and no shots were fired yes it was sloppy but we've shot more than they have but most of us haven't used a gun defensively we can all make funny memes we want but when their property was trespassed they met disparity of force with the equalizer charlie cook riding shotgun with charlie charlie's a great man i've been on riding uh shotgun with charlie already and uh, he's been to the range numerous times. We've gone to many two-way rallies together. He's another fighter. Uh, so he's another guy you all should be following. But he's exactly right, Sandy. What, what, remember when your house was almost broken into? Right. What were you wearing, Sandy? Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you wear what you got on. <laughs> you didn't go, oh, can, excuse me while I go change. You know, everybody was commenting that he had a designer belt on. He had a Ralph, pink Ralph Lauren shirt or whatever. Listen, they're like rich, yuppie lawyers or something, you know. So let them be themselves. If that's what they want, let them be themselves, you know. And But when the shit hits the fan, you don't know what you're going to be wearing. Uh, I mean, imagine if he came out in his underwear. Yeah, right. Right. It could happen, right? Right. You look out the window, you see a violent mob, and we're going to criticize that. My biggest criticisms were the muzzle sweeps, okay? My biggest criticisms were the muzzle discipline, the finger on the trigger, the way she was holding the gun. There's much better ways to – you could you could hold your gun at the low ready. You could have a, a sool position. If you don't know what that is, you know, the gun's down in the middle of your chest. I mean, look at them, what they were wearing. He didn't have ex extra magazines or with him or whatever. I don't know what the magazine capacity is in St. Louis. It's probably a free state. So he had one 15-round mag in the gun. Listen, if he had blasted off all 15 rounds – yeah, he would have got overpowered because he didn't have anything extra. Right. Uh, you know, they were they were walking, pacing back or, or forth around their property. Someone could have outflanked them. Right. OK, so the better position would be a tactical position, regardless of what you're wearing. The, 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 your back should be against the wall or something else that will offer cover. 
Right. You know, so something that a bullet wouldn't go through, and their, their house looked like it was made out of marble or travertine or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it looked like a it looked like a museum. I know. Well, he's got his office there too, I think. So they re- they restored that house. They owned it over twenty five years. Yeah, and they bought it, and it was derelict. And it's just a private, fenced in community. And somebody broke down the steel or wrought iron gate, and they shit their pants, and they ran outside and did what they had to do. Right. Okay, then we find out later they may be Democrats, they may, they, they're supporting, they're, they're, they're uh, uh, taking cases for police brutality for the, the victims, you know, against the cops or whatever. So, you know, every, of course it becomes identity politics right away. Were they, did they vote for Trump? Did they vote for Hillary? Did they, I don't give a shit about any of that, right? The gun community is a big tent. You hear a noise, you go and protect yourself and your family and your property. The protesters, here's the game changer, protesters were threatened to shoot their dog. Right. They said they were going to kill their dog, set their dog on fire. Yeah, that's enough for me. Uh, you know what I mean? So I'm not even waiting for you to come up. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, it could have gone very, very bad. Yeah. Okay? It could have gone very, very bad, and it didn't. And thank God that it didn't. But we, we can't keep making fun of them because, you know, how many people say, oh, we should have concealed carry and we, there should be no permits, no training, no testing to own a gun, buy a gun. And listen, I'm a constitutionalist. There shouldn't be any. When you have nothing, you're going to get people like that. Right. Okay. Right. Exactly. When you, you could have seven weeks training to get a gun and you're going to have people like that. Right. Right. They're not going to pay attention or their friend, the instructor is going to give them the hookup. Right. Bump, bump, stamp their their stamp their thing, and you know, move along or whatever. It's going to happen. And you know what? A trained gun person could have had an accidental discharge in that situation. You know, someone that thinks they're a high speed, low drag tactical mall ninja or something. Now, imagine if it was the other way around. Imagine if it was one of these half cocked nut jobs right. that was just looking to. You know, right. to to start trouble. These people, obviously, because they're lawyers and they're educated, they knew that they couldn't just shoot somebody for being on their property. Right. All right. I don't know what the brandishing laws are, but some some states, like in New Jersey, if you brandish a firearm at somebody, that's assault with a deadly weapon. You know, now if they're putting a gun at you or threatening you, I'm not a lawyer. I, I'd like to have Dan or Scott or. Uh, uh, Evan on the show and talk about this further once we're allowed to have more people in the range and we can bring people back to the studio. But, but listen, save your, listen, a, a shitload of memes came out, Ken and Karen, like they're in the movies and you know, they're the clothes they were wearing and stuff. And I shared some of them and I laughed with them too, but you know, because we can, we should be able to laugh it because if it was me, if it was one o'clock in the morning, you'd probably have me out there in my boxer shorts. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And everybody'd sure. be making fun of my man boobs and my hairy chest and <laughs> you know, all this other crap and, and I'm okay with that, you know, but but they did what they had to do. They rose to the occasion. Uh, obviously, now they're 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 going to be political and business targets forever and ever. You know, their lives have been altered and changed the dynamic forever. Well, that's the part uh, that gets me is that they're by just by simply protecting, taking a stand and protecting their home, they've lost pretty much everything. They've lost their business their practice. They can't. They can't operate their business. They're getting thousands of death threats every single day. I just can't grasp this, and no one really gives a shit. You know, we've talked about this, and for 10 years ago, when we started this show, we talked about the book, The Coming Insurrection. 
It's yes. You need to get this book if you're listening to the show. You need to try to find this book and read this book. We are living it right now. This is not a minor thing. They've been waiting for this for a long time, and the Marxists are literally taking over this country bit by bit. And the Republicans are all taking their knee at this point because the, the mob they've got it down to a science. And yep. when they start toppling statues, the next thing they start doing is shooting. So you really need to be taking, uh, waking up, get your head out of your behind, and see what's really going on out there. They just toppled a statue of an elk in the Midwest somewhere. An elk. Of an elk. <laughs> I guess elk lives don't matter. <laughs> it's bizarre. And it's all these stupid little six-year college-educated imbeciles who've got, uh, you know, six-year degrees in gender studies with, you know, these women uh, who uh, millennial women who are out there and they were all white little white girls who are a more <laughs> it's just bizarre you know it's, uh, it's just bizarre yeah and you know everybody's talking about defunding the police new york cut 1.5 billion out of their budget you the good cops now are so demoralized i do uh, not know how people are going know. to ha- i don't know i don't know what this is going to happen i don't know how you crime go to is, work every day crime is blowing up everywhere yeah absolutely and, and I don't know what what how this is going to end, but you know it's mob rule now. It is, and we don't we don't want to have any police anymore. We're going to call three one one for social workers or something yeah, now, yeah, instead of nine one one. All right, send a social worker out. <clears throat> so, I it's it's I, I I don't know I don't know, but you know retrain the police. Sure, more training, more more. Uh, you know, more on the hands-on stuff would would be very helpful for police officers. More community policing, you know, get look, it down to the, the, the roots. Th- the thing but- that was that supposedly set this off, if you if you look at it, it was a policy developed by a Democrat-run uh, city under Democrat-controlled uh, mayor and a Democrat-controlled city council, and a Democrat police chief. And that policy is still part of the police department. It was never changed. So what's really going on here? Sandy, so de Blasio cut $1.5 billion from the budget. Will his eight-person police <laughs> detail right. disappear? Right, exactly. Uh, the council members in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where the George Floyd tra- tragedy slash murder occurred, they are calling. They voted to defund the police, and the past two months, sixty three thousand dollars were spent to protect them with private armed security. Right, right. People, yeah. wake up! Right, wake up! Wake up! All right. Defunding the police is not going to do it. Uh, re-educating the police, re-educating the public. Uh, looking at law enforcement's role in policing and everything else, obviously, all needs to be addressed. This is a great time to do it, but this is not a time to be. We're gonna we're gonna slip into total anarchy. Absolutely, 
I, I don't know how it's going to work. We're going to slip into total anarchy here. But so many new people have bought guns because of all of this stuff that's going on. If I wish, I wish, I wish one-tenth of one-tenth of one-tenth of one percent of these people that bought guns get involved in the Second Amendment activism. Oh, that just, would be just, great. Just one-tenth of one-tenth of one-tenth of one-tenth of one percent. Please. That would be okay? wonderful. Please. If that actually happened. You know, it could change everything. Yeah. We're screwed in the Supreme right. Court. We have our mag ban case at the Third Circuit. Trump, 200 federal judges appointed so far. 253 judges total so far. But as long as Roberts is the chief justice, as long as we still have Kagan and Hagan and Sotomayor and uh, what's her name? Uh, the notorious RGB. We ain't going nowhere. Yeah. We ain't going nowhere. Yeah, In New right. Jersey, we've been under executive order for 16 weeks. None of the Democrats, because it's a majority, have the stones to stand up to the emperor. We have a single branch of government in New Jersey, 16 weeks now. Wake up, people. Contact your elected officials. Ask them when they're going to start doing their job. They've been collecting a paycheck uninterrupted for the past 16 weeks. And I'm going to end it on that cheery note. <laughs> That's great. Well, the clock on the wall says it all. Looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a counter-think media production. The music used in this broadcast is managed by Cosmo Music New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer, Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Gun for Hire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. Please stay safe. Uh, and... Look, stick together, guys. Yeah. We love you guys. Uh, happy Independence Day. Independence Day. It's No, it's Executive Order Day. Executive we Order. We get to celebrate what little <laughs> rights we have left. 157 executive orders in New Jersey. 157 executive orders. It's like owning a gun. We own it by way of exemption. We get to celebrate our freedoms in New Jersey by way of exemption. <laughs> I have a funny feeling he could do another hour on that rant. <laughs> Wake up, people! <laughs> we love you guys. See you next week. I gotta go give him some thing to calm down. I need second off. <laughs> See you next week. Enjoy the tunes. <laughs> I, walk I walk through a, a county, county courthouse square, square on a park, park bench. An old man was sitting there. I said, your courthouse is kind of run down. He said, no, it'll do for our little town. I said, your old flagpole has leaned a little bit, and that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it. He said, have a seat. And I sat down. Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder burned the night that Francis Scott Key sat watching it right and say, can you see? And it got a bad rip in New Orleans with Packingham and Jackson tugging at its seams. And it almost fell at the Alamo. Beside the Texas flag, but she waved on, though. She got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville. And she got cut again at Shiloh Hill. 
There was Robert E. Lee Beauregard and Bragg And the south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag On Flanders Field in World War I She got a big hole from a Bertha gun She turned blood red in World War II She hung limp and low a time or two She was in Korea, Vietnam She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam She waved from our ships upon the briny foam And now they've about quit waving back here at home In her own good land here she's been abused She's been burned, dishonored, denied and refused And the government for which she stands Is scandalized throughout the land And she's getting threadbare and she's wearing thin But she's in good shape for the shape she's in Cause she's been through the fire before And I believe she can take a whole lot more So we raise her up every morning We take her down every night We don't let her touch the ground And we fold her upright On second thought I do like to brag Cause I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag 